When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Heat versus the World podcast. And now, stand up and make some noise for your host, Joel Welcome back to another episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. What's up, guys? Like always, I'm your host, Joel. And, man, today we, we're a little short-handed right now. As you can see, it's just me for today's episode. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we can get a couple people hopping in here and there. We'll find out. Um, But, yeah, welcome back to another episode of Heat vs. the World, everyone. And we're coming off of a win, so I'm feeling good today. Um... Obviously, it's been kind of a tough week for the Heat because before last night's win against Indiana, they went and dropped three straight, all right? And, you know, we talked about it on the last episode of Biscayne Breakdown, so I won't go too deep into detail about it, but we should acknowledge what exactly happened. Um, So we went, we lost to New York after being up by 21 or 22, kind of like the same story we heard back when we lost to Chicago um, a few games before that. So that went down. The second game was against Brooklyn. And I'm not too stressed about that because at the end of the day, we lost to a Nets team without Bam, Jimmy. Uh, Tyler was obviously out for that game. And um, it was more than that, too. Uh, Drew Smith was obviously out. Um, And I think at one point we were down to just nine players because even Haywood Highsmith had to step out of the game for a bit. So... That wasn't an easy one, and as you'd expect, we ended up losing that. We then played Milwaukee, and I was beyond encouraged about that game specifically because it was kind of the way how I felt after we lost to Boston um, earlier in the season. And the reason why I say that is because this was another game where even though we didn't win, we still played really good without a healthy squad. You know, like, we went and took them to their limits without Jimmy. Like, it took... Dame, Giannis, both having like 30-point games. Milwaukee hitting all of these fluke shots. And yet, we still only lost by seven to them. You know, like, Jimmy wasn't even there. And we we still took them to that point. So, I wasn't stressed too much. And I know some of you guys don't like it whenever we bring up the, I guess, what they refer to as the moral victories. But 
I wasn't really stressed that much about it. So it was unfortunate that we did lose the third straight game. So there was that in mind. Um, but we go into this game against Indiana and I'm not going to lie. It was looking concerning at first because, you know, the Pacers, I think they finished this first half like 70 something points. So it was just nuts watching that game. I was losing it because you had a guy like Tyrese Halliburton that was going crazy. I think he finished the first half of yesterday's game with like 28 points, which is crazy to think about. And he ended up getting his career high, which is funny because his his original career high was literally against the Heat last year. I kid y'all not. In case y'all forgot, this man dropped 43 points against us last season. And correct me if I'm wrong, it was also that same game he had a game winner against us too. So at least the outcome, at least the overall results of the game was different this time around. So yeah, the Heat um, let him drop 44 uh, but they were finally able to get it together. Um, Bam ended up being out for that second half due to that nagging hip injury he's been dealing with for a good part of this season. And despite Bam not being there, we were able to close it out in the fourth quarter, which is great to hear considering the fact that it seems like this team has just been through so much hell just to do just that. You know, like these past few seasons, we've referred to it as the third quarter this year it looks more like the fourth quarter because it seems like we just can't get it together by the time the fourth quarter comes around but overall the heat were able to get it together and jimmy went out and he had 36 points to lead miami to victory and although bam was out i gotta give props to jaime Hawkins, man because I, I'm loving everything I've seen from him this year. And the dude has so much potential. You know, the hype was there since day one from us Heat fans. The fact that he was an NBA-ready type player. And it's crazy how much, you know, trust this team has in him, you know. Like, one thing we didn't really talk about was the fact that earlier this season, you know, Jaime at one point, you know, for three straight games played in all 12 minutes of the fourth quarter. Like, do you know how much trust, you know, you must have in a guy from a guy like Spo if he's willing to put you in the game for the whole fourth quarter three straight times? Like, it's it goes to show, like, how much trust this team has in him. And it's impressive because, as we all know, this guy is just a rookie. So... Jaime, he came out, and especially with Bam being injured, he was able to go out there and drop 24 points and five rebounds. It was great to see him bowl out. And I just want to say, I, I won't talk about this too much because I don't want people to think that we're just continuing to have them in our in the back of our heads and stuff because we don't have people, we don't live, what's what I'm looking for? We don't live. let people live rent-free in our heads. But I just want y'all to remember one thing and one thing only. This summer, we offered Jaime, we offered Tyler Hero as well, and other assets and some first-round picks for a certain disgruntled superstar. We were willing to throw all of that on the table for this said star, and the team, the alleged team that we were offering this to just easily said no because they felt like this other point guard from Milwaukee and that um, Robert, well, this unnamed center from Boston, and y'all know the rest of the assets, because y'all probably already know what I'm talking about. They thought those assets were good enough for what we were willing to give 
for this said superstar point guard who ended up getting traded to another team. They look mad stupid now. I, I don't care. I know, like, listen, I know, and I, I don't want to get too excited about Jaime because I know there's already some controversial stuff on the TL on Twitter. Like, people are already saying that um, people would that they would rather have a guy like Jaime on the team instead of that said superstar point guard. But, you know, we won't take it that far. But I do, I will always believe that he had a much better package than the team that this um this um franchise ended up sending their um superstar point guard to but it is what it is things happen for a reason god was looking out for us and it's because of that reason that Jaime is bowling out as a member of the Miami Heat and no other team in the NBA with that all being said i do want to talk about one thing and it's this bam at a bio injury and i'm I don't want to say I'm concerned because I don't want to like, you know, panic too much and then have y'all think that, oh my gosh, it must be something much worse than. Uh, I just want my superstar to be, stars to be healthy. And yes, I call Bam my superstar. Is he on that tier? You know, some of y'all will say probably not, but he is in my book. So there's that. Anyways, Bam has been dealing with the hip injury for quite some time and Shoot, like, I I'm hoping the best for him. I mean, if he got get some time off the court, you know, just maybe miss a few games, get some rest in, do what you got to do, because I really don't want to see him continue to battle with that injury. You know, I want to see my guy get some rest and stuff and be at 100%. You know, that's why we should never take guys like Bam for granted, because he's out here and he's still playing some of the best hoops we've seen from him in his career you know, even with a hip injury. So shout outs to Bam for continuing to do his thing. Uh, and like I said, hopefully it's not serious. You know, because not only do you have um, Bam on the shelf, but, you know, we still haven't heard from Tyler yet. I know, as we mentioned in the previous pod, he is out of the boot, which is encouraging news. Um, we will see um, when that return should come. Hopefully by the time next week, you know, by the time we drop this next pod, um, We'll hear. We'll we'll be talking about Tyler's first game back from injury. So, with that all being said, you know we talked about that, and I, I want to get into something real interesting because the Heat got a win. That's great, and I saw this um on the TL earlier, and people were debating this, and you know why not bring this into the podcast real quick? So I wanted to address some trade rumors with y'all now in case y'all didn't hear the alleged um report is that demar derozan apparently has two preferred destinations if the bulls are to trade him and one of them is the heat um i'm gonna keep it completely honest with you guys and luckily a lot of you guys feel the same way too so i don't have to really say this and think that it's a hot take but I don't really want DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> I don't really want DeMar because it's like we already have guys who aren't really known for shooting threes on this team. You know, like we have a guy like Bam, you know, he ain't really a three-point shooter. You know, Jimmy isn't a really – well, you know, we've seen Jimmy shoot the three this year. But he's not really like that type of guy that, you know, shoots the three consistently. So there's that too. You know, there's not exactly a lot of – you know, 
there's just not a lot of excitement for me in the idea that DeMar could come here, you know? Like, I just don't think it would be the right move. And one idea that people have brought up regarding how DeMar in Miami would work would be if he came off the bench. And I don't think a guy like DeMar would accept that at this point of his career. You know, imagine having a guy like Haywood Highsmith or Duncan Robinson starting over you. Like, I don't think, like, even though it would be the right move for this team from a success standpoint, I don't think DeMar would take that. So I feel like it would just be very controversial for for him. And it just wouldn't work for the Heat. Because imagine a starting lineup with Jimmy, DeMar, and Bam. You know, like, there are going to be so much houses being built here in South Florida because the spacing is going to be terrible. And we can expect a lot of bricks here and there because of that. So unless we're trying to see some homeless people get houses for this upcoming holidays, like I'm just not into it. I don't think the fit is right. Unless DeMar can accept the role coming off of the bench, I'm just not with it, you know, like, and it's the fact that he just doesn't feel comfortable shooting the three ball like that. And if he was, then I'd feel slightly better about the idea of taking him on. But he won't. You know, it is what it is, though. There is um, a way how you could convince me into bringing DeMar on the heat if you are a pro-DeMar person. And this was based off of um, a proposed trade I saw today from the legendary Drew Star that everyone hears about on TL. Um, So he um, tweeted this trade that someone suggested. I think it was The Athletic. I'm not sure, but... So let me put this um, trade up real quick. The trade was that the Heat would give up Kyle Lowry, Nikola Jovic, a 2029 first-round pick for DeMar DeRozan and Alex Caruso. Um, I'm going to say it right now. I would do that trade 100%, okay? I don't know who here wouldn't do that, but I would. Now... You're getting DeMar DeRozan and Alex Caruso from that, and I would love that 100%. You know, I think Alex Caruso is the type of point guard you'd want on your team. He's a defensive-minded guy who is a pest. Like, that would be the type of dude I would want as my starting point guard. So if you can go out and make that happen, I would be down with doing it, even if it means bringing in a guy like DeMar. Um, the only problem is, is that if you look at that trade package Miami is sending in, I don't think Chicago does it. I mean, you're giving up Kyle Lowry, who's on an expiring contract. I mean, cool, I guess, for salary relief. Um, you're getting Nikola Jovic, a guy who's barely played this year for Miami. So there's not really much you could work with in that, you know, regarding his value as an asset. And then a 2029 first round pick. I mean, you're essentially talking about a guy who's currently in middle school right now. Like, we have a long way to go before, you know, we'll even see what that pick will be worth. So with that all being said, it doesn't seem like the type of deal that Chicago would do. If they would, that would be great. I've seen players um, shockingly get traded for less than what you think they'd be worth. So if the Bulls want to shock us and make that type of deal for a DeMar or and an Alex Caruso, that would be awesome. But if I was a betting man, I wouldn't put any money on it whatsoever. With that all being said, man, you know, we've covered a lot on today's episode. I really do wish we had some more people to hop on because it's really great to get the discussion going. 
Um, but one more thing I want to cover is this Heat and Pacers game we got coming up. Um, so I, I saw something interesting on TL. Um, shout out to Tyra Winderman, by the way, who referred to this upcoming game to be a um an offensive orgy. His words, not mine. Um, so with that all being said, uh I don't know. I expect the Heat to go out and handle business. It's going to be interesting because Bam is probably not going to play in this game. But I expect Miami to go out there and get the job done, all right? The losing streak is over. Start getting some wins and continue staying above 500, all right? We've been through enough, okay? The losing streak happened. It's gone. You know, let's bring in the good vibes and keep the winning going, all right? Because, you know... We're surprisingly in a good place right now. I know a lot of people have had their concerns about the team here and there. Some people just simply panic about the team every time we lose a game. So there's that. But I've honestly been thrilled with this team. You know, like I mentioned before with the Bucks game, we took them to their limit without Jimmy Butler. Think about that. If it wasn't for Giannis and Dame having both 30 points each, more than that actually, um, if it wasn't for Chris Middleton acting like he's not washed and hitting some clutch shots, and then you have the fact that some of their other role players was hitting shots, they'd never make a day in their life. You know, the Bucks wouldn't have even won that game. You know, a lot of things went right for them in that specific situation. So I'm not stressed too much. Like I said, it was like the same thing when we played Boston in that first game. And correct me if I'm wrong, but we... um. Who who was it? We didn't have Caleb for that game. And then we didn't have Highsmith either, who's been a key defender for us this year. So I'm not stressed about any of this stuff, if I'm being honest with you guys. With that all being said, I mean, the sky is the limit for this team. Is there room for improvement? Of course there is, all right? This team isn't perfect. I'm not going to come out here and just flat out admit that this team is amazing, okay? There is things that we can work on. Do they make moves at the trade deadline or moves very soon? We'll have to wait and see. But, you know, one thing I've mentioned on this pod multiple times in the past is that there's only so much judgment I can give this team because if you're a Heat fan, you have to accept the fact that you never know how things are going to go for the squad. Because who would have thought they went to the finals last year? You know, if you were to tell anyone that they go to the finals, especially after everything that happened the offseason before where we lost P.J. Tucker, you know, we missed out on all these star players, KD, Donovan Mitchell and all that, you know, and then we had the horrific regular season we had. You know, it wasn't horrific, but, you know, wasn't really up to the standards we were expecting. And we didn't make any moves at the deadline, too. Can't deny that aside from bringing in Kevin Love and Cody Zeller while getting rid of Dwayne Dedman. Overall, it wasn't really a productive season going into the playoffs, and yet the Heat found the way to send the Bucks home in the first round in five games. You then have the fact that they then sent the Knicks home and then beat the Bucks in seven, you know, and, and before we forget, they were up three to nothing in that series, which is incredible. You know, they went and did all of that, and, you know, we're going to forget what happened in the finals. But overall, even after that, that was a great one for a team that we had zero expectations for. So if I'm Miami, I I can't really give this team a fair prediction yet because we don't know what this squad is really going to be capable of doing come playoff time. You know, 
we might think, oh, well, you know, right now this squad, they, I think they can maybe be a second round exit at most. Can they really be? Because, you know, we didn't even think that this team was, was going to be a first round exit. Some folks thought we were going to be done in the play-in last year and look what happened. So I like the way how the squad is right now. I mean, like I said, there is room for improvement and hopefully we see it. Um, but yeah, I, I have faith in this squad. And if you have faith in this squad, you know, welcome aboard. Like I said before, y'all see my name, if I could just point in the right direction. He are winning the 2024 championship. I do not care. Hopefully, if God is willing, it's written in the stars for us because it just seems like we do have a good squad. And I honestly have faith in this team. I have faith in Jimmy Butler. I have faith in Bam Adebayo. And I have faith in Eric Spolstra. Regarding the rest of the squad, we'll have to wait and see. And the good thing about running it back is that at least we're running it back with the team who made it to the finals. So this is a team that now has more experience to work with. Because experience seems to be like the biggest thing that is needed in the championship team. So at least we have guys who can say that they've been there when the lights were at its brightest. So they can now go out there and try to succeed because you have Duncan Robinson, who's now played in not one, but two NBA finals. You then have Caleb Martin, who has that experience too. Um, I, I want to throw Tyler in there too, but he's only played in one final so far, and that was back in the bubble. But he, he, he has some experience as well. So with that all being said, I love the way how our squad is looking right now. I just want to see everyone healthy and see what they can do against a team like a Boston Celtics, like a Milwaukee Bucks, and like some of the other best teams in the NBA right now, or at least the alleged best teams in the NBA. So with that all being said, man, I mean, that's basically it from me. You know, hopefully the Heat can keep it going. Like I said, let's continue racking up these wins. Let's try to climb up the um standings a bit too, because... The NBA is looking really unpredictable right now. I was not expecting the Heat to be d this close with some of these other teams in the Eastern Conference. But yet, some teams are over here losing a few games here and there. And you can't even feel bad about the fact that the Heat lost the way how they did to a team like Chicago when a team like Milwaukee just lost to them last night, too. So... You know, it's going to be an unpredictable season. We might lose a couple games that we maybe should have won. Same thing can be said with the other teams in this league as well, as proven yesterday. So you just got to go with it, see what happens, and just try to rack up as many wins as possible. I mean, right now, the NBA is looking crazy because the Orlando Magic is literally the second best team in the East right now. So as of right now, we're not even the best team in the state of Florida for now. All right. Don't, don't, don't make, don't y'all think that I'm trying to switch up. Okay. The magic, I don't know what's going on over there. You know, they seem to be a legit team though. So shout outs to them because they've been in the trenches these past few seasons. So for them to finally have some success, you know, good for them, you know, as the big brother, as fans of the big brother team in the NBA, you can't help but give the little brother team a round of an applause. So Shout outs to the Orlando Magic. With that all being said, man, that's basically about it from me. Thank y'all for tuning in to today's episode of the Heat versus the World podcast. Make sure y'all like, comment, and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching it from there. And make sure to follow us on all platforms at HVTW Podcast. We got so much content heading our way. 
And yeah, that's basically it from me. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at JoeKidJacob underscore and hit my music because we out. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast.